Good morning. Welcome in the name of Jesus. Today is the 17th Sunday after Pentecost, and our sermon text is going to be our epistle lesson from Philippians chapter 1, and uh, many, many different verses, and uh, well, you can wait and see what we're going to talk about today. Today our service is also from Divine Service 1. You can follow along the screen, so you can follow along in the hymnal at starting on page 151. Um, and a reminder, please, uh, if you would take the attendance card as well as on the back, the communion statement, signing if you're going to receive communion, put those in the offering plate as it comes around this morning. As always, we pray that all of you here, all of you online watching with us today will be, will be blessed, will hear God's word, will be healed where they need healing, and most importantly, if you're struggling with something, receive the peace and the love of Christ, and that you can call him your Savior. Let us rise and sing hymn number 827, Hark the Voice of Jesus Calling. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all 
take a few moments of silence for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for this holy house, and all, for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, since we cannot stand before you relying on anything we have done, help us trust in your abiding grace and live according to your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Old Testament reading today is from Isaiah 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found, upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on them and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The is from Psalm 34. Fear the Lord, you his saints. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Hallelujah! By grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Hallelujah. The epistle is from Philippians 1 and 19 through 30. Wow. 1, 12 4 through 14, 19 through 30. <clears throat> I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers have become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment. They are much more bold to speak the word without fear. For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ that this will turn out for my deliverance. As it is as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. For I am to live in the flesh that means fruitful labor for me, yet which I shall choose I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or I am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of, your, of their destruction, but of your salvation and that of, from God. 
For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent him into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went, going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. We have children like to come up for the children's message this morning. All oh, the guys gone again. Lord be with you all. Working at this together. So, so I got something for you all. Now remember, when I give this to you, you can't open it. You go back to your pews at that time and let mom and dad know, and they'll tell you yes or no. Okay? at it. 
How about I give you four? You all okay? We don't look too happy. So, do I have the right to give you just one and you just four? Or do I have to give everybody the same thing? Give everybody the same thing. That would probably be the right thing to do, right? But I do have the right to say, you know, I want to give you four pieces of candy and I want to give you just one. Don't worry, I will make you all even when we're done. Okay? <laughs> oh, I got smiles back. Okay, great. So, in our gospel lesson, we, we heard it, a little bit different story, but the same thing. A, a, an owner of a vineyard hired some people at four different times. But he gave, them, he gave them all the same, even though the first person worked, we'll say, eight hours, the second person worked six hours, the third person worked four hours, and the last person only worked one hour. And all the people thought, that was horrible. How can you do that? I worked so hard. I deserve more, or he deserves less. God says to us, if I give you what you deserve, you get zero, you get zero, you get zero, and you get zero. And I get zero. Why would that be? So, it's because all of them are sinners. But so am I, and so are you, and you, and you, and you, right? We all do things we're not supposed to do. And it doesn't matter how bad it is, God looks at all of them the same, right? And so, but he died, and I'm a lot older than you guys, so I probably have made more sins in my life than you guys. And yet, he gives me the same grace that he gives all of you guys. Because he died for you, 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 and me, and all of them, and all of those people outside the church. So that we might believe in him as our Lord and Savior and go where? Heaven. Very good. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have a short prayer, and then I'll even you guys all out while they're singing, okay? And uh, what, we, what we're going to pray for, we're going to give thanks to God, but we're also going to ask God to open the eyes and the ears and the hearts of those who don't know him or those who even have gone away, okay? You guys pray with me? Father, we thank you for your love and your grace that gives us everlasting life in spite of what we deserve. Father, send your Holy Spirit to those who don't know Jesus, to those who have rejected Jesus, so they may too know him our Lord and Savior, receive the gift of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing our hymn of the day. Just love.
about that. My fault on the microphone this time. Uh, uh, the song we just sang, by the way, it's also in our hymnal. It's hymn number 543. It has an extra verse in the, in the hymnal. Um, but I, I love the version with the guitars and a few other instruments in there. It's really beautiful. With great, great words. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, our sermon text is on Philippians, and we're just going to look at chapter, chapter 1, just verses 20 to 27. We're going to deal a little bit with courage. So courage is not often connected with the Christian life. It isn't listed in the fruit of the spirits, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, dot, dot, dot. Jesus doesn't instruct his disciples to be courageous, though he did encourage them to take heart. Don't fear. Courage may not be talked about a great deal in the scriptures, but I think that most of us have discovered that some level of courage or courageousness is necessary to live out our faith in Jesus Christ. 
When we talk about courage, it's first necessary to determine what we mean by courage. So, interactive part. What are some of the pictures of courage that come to your mind? Not much, huh? Having a family? <laughs> Amen. That may be enough. Anybody else wish to share a picture? A lion. Perfect lead-in for me, Doreen. So when I think of courage, I think of the coming clan crest. That's for my Scottish roots. That is our, our um, um, crest that we have, and uh, courage is what it stands for. And for you, maybe, maybe rescue workers in the recent hur hurricanes on the East Coast in Florida, or maybe those working on all the wildfires we have in Hawaii, California, and Oregon. While these are great illustrations of courage, they are a little too big for us. We have difficulty, or at least I do, picturing ourselves as being courageous in the light of them. Courage, though, is something that you and I need to, to live out daily in our daily lives following Jesus. And I think we have many examples of courage around us. For example, stepping out and serving those people with whom we may be uncomfortable, such as those in health care facilities, prisons, the poor or the homeless, or even at a local high school or middle school. Taking a step of faith and doing something before we have all the answers and loose ends tied together also is standing out in courage. Or taking stand against public opinion. That takes courage. Loving someone who will not return our love or may even hate us takes courage. Tithing, believing that God will provide sufficiency for us even if we give to others takes courage. Courage, though, doesn't need to be confined to great leaps of faith. Sometimes the biggest act of courage is really small. It will, it will take acts of courage, both large and small, as you and I open our hearts and lives to be transformed and able to live a life without limits. This being the case, I think it's helpful if we learn how we might be prepared to act courageously. And I'm going to give you three ways. So first is just simply letting go. When Paul wrote his letter to the Philippians, he was in a Roman prison. He was soon to, to go to trial where his fate would be decided. He would either be freed or executed for treason. Paul shows a humble courage in the letter. Part of his courage is his ability to simply let go. He didn't know what his future held for him, but he believed that God held his future in God's hand. He didn't worry about the trial. But rather, he experienced the peace that passes all understanding as he rested in God's hands. Courage comes from resting in the hands of God. You and I live in faith that God wants the very best for us and that God is moving in our lives to enable us to experience an abundant and meaningful life. Courage froms, comes from giving up control. 
tough one for us pastors. We really don't have the control anyway. But most of the time, we are frantically grappling for control. God is the one in control. That's his job. We are obedient. We are faithful servants. Second is living for Jesus. Several times in this passage, Paul writes about living in Jesus. In verse 21, he writes that, For me, living in Christ and dying is gain. Earlier, he writes that he hopes that by his speaking with boldness, Christ will be exalted. A courageous life is a life centered on Jesus. There is a singleness of purpose to such a life a theme that runs through every aspect of that life. One of my favorite quotes from Martin Luther King is when he said, a person doesn't have much of a life unless they have something bigger than themselves for which they will die. It is difficult, if not impossible, to be courageous when we are trying to either live for ourselves or simply trying to maintain a status quo or to keep from being overwhelmed by life. Jesus calls you and me to a singleness of purpose. If we desire to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, Jesus says that we must deny ourselves, take up the cross, and follow him. Certainly, we can receive salvation without courage. We are saved by grace and faith. But if we are going to be disciples of Jesus Christ, It is necessary for us to follow courageously. Third, fruitful labor. Paul lived courageously courageously because he believed that his life consisted of fruitful labor. If we think that Paul could look back on his life in prison and see all the congregations that started in Asia Minor and Greece, it is easy for us to see why he would say that his life was filled with fruitful fruitful labor. However, that was not the true situation. In many of the congregations that he started, there was strife and turmoil. Several congregations were being infiltrated by false doctrines by the circumcision party, who taught that Christians needed to be Jews first and that righteousness was tied up in the law rather than grace. There was also all of the imprisonments, floggings, shipwrecks, and other hardships that Paul and his companions endured. It was not a rosy life. Paul, though, looked back on his life and saw with the eyes of faith that God had used him and was still using him to glorify the name of the Lord. He understood that he could not clearly see by only seeing the present. And he realized that he couldn't look into the future. Paul could only trust that God was working in ways that he could not understand or even imagine. Even in prison, Paul kept on keeping on. In other words, an element of courage is persistence. We continue to love, to serve, and to share our faith in a world that is just simply crazy. And we do it persistently, refusing to stop because of peer pressure or because of disappointment. Thus, you and I are a courageous people. We have taken steps of faith to care for people in need, to accept others who are different from us, 
even though we have many struggles. We are challenged to exercise courage, to rest in God, to be centered in Jesus, and to labor fruitfully in every area of our lives. We are challenged to be disciples and to disciple, to always be going. Andrew went and got Peter. Philip went and got Nathaniel. The woman at the well went and got her whole village. Let us go with courage and joy, sharing the love of Christ. After all, he loved us so much to die for you and for me and for the whole world. Let us live to Christ and to die is gain. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, through the power of your Holy Spirit, may we indeed free ourselves up. May we walk with courage. May we follow our Lord's call to be his disciple, to go and disciple each other here as well as each other outside of our church. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us rise and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, urge you all to lift up your hearts to God and pray with me as Christ our Lord has taught us and freely promised to hear us. God our Father in heaven, look with mercy on us, your needy children on earth, and grant us grace that your holy name be hallowed by us and all the world through the pure and true teaching of your word and the fervent love shown forth in our lives. Graciously turn from us all false doctrine and evil living, whereby your precious name is blasphemy and profaned. Lord, in your mercy. May your kingdom come to us and expand. Bring all transgressors and those who are blinded and bound in the devil's kingdom to know Jesus Christ, your son, by faith that the number of Christians may be increased. Lord, in your mercy. Strengthen us by your spirit according to your will, both in life and in death, in the midst of both good and evil things, that our own wills may be crucified daily and sacrificed to your good and gracious will. Into your mercy, merciful hands we commend Jeremy and Mary and Bob and Joel, Joan and Krista, and all who are in need, praying for them at all times. Thy will be done. Lord, in your mercy. Grant us our daily bread, preserve us from greed and selfish cares, and help us trust in you to provide for all our needs. Lord, in your mercy. 
forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us so that our hearts may be at peace and may rejoice in a good conscience before you and that no sin may ever frighten or alarm us. Lord, in your mercy. Lead us not into temptation, O Lord, but help us by your spirit to subdue our flesh, to turn from the world and its ways and to overcome the devil with all his wiles. Lord, in your mercy. And lastly, O Heavenly Father, deliver us from all evil of both body and soul, now and forever. Lord, in your mercy. We trust, O Lord, in your great mercy to hear and answer us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated as we receive our offering. Please rise. Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift, them to the Lord. 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father, who art in heaven. Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please rise. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this solitary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
please be seated. We have any announcements this morning? Yep, okay. Go ahead, Bob. First, it's good. Hi, my name is Bob Roth. I'm with the, uh, the Board of Christian Education. And I want to invite you all to our uh, uh, preschool open house on Friday the 29th. Uh, we're going to have hot dogs and, and chips and, and root, root beer for loads. So everybody come, they're invited. You see the classrooms, meet the teachers. So God bless you. See you Friday. Uh-huh. I have two announcements. One is in two weeks from yesterday, uh, we are, the Lutheran women in our congregation are gathering uh, for a, a, a little rally. Uh, we're having people come up from San Francisco. We have the recipients, some of the girls that received the Operation Christmas Child Boxes will be here. So I hope all you women can come and uh, listen to the program. If you've never been to uh, LWML or anything, this would be a good time to just come. It's on Saturday the 7th at 10, and um, it's, in the, it's in the messenger. Um, but just mark it on your calendar to come and enjoy the day. We're having a Bible study, speakers, and it'll be, it'll be wonderful. The second announcement is in the messenger also. But our FaithWorks family is having a baby. So they pretty much have everything they need. So we're doing a diaper drive. And we're only doing it for a week. So bring them next week. Uh, if you don't want to go out and buy diapers, you can get a gift, uh, a, a card from our script and buy the card and turn that in for the diapers. You don't have to do that. You can support the school and the FaithWorks family. So. Uh, we're just doing this for one week, and then I'm going to take them over. So, thank you. Mary. Laura. Vicki isn't here today. She is our fearless leader who leads us in stretching. But she wanted me to announce there will be no stretch class this coming Thursday. She's helping out a friend where she works. Then on Sunday, October 8th, we will be celebrating Pastor Brian for Pastor Appreciation Month of October. It's the whole month. We are also celebrating and appreciating the church and school staff that Sunday morning. So there's going to be a special cake, which is always an amazing experience. Vicki Nethery is making it. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be cupcakes and a cake, and it's always a surprise and beautiful, a beautiful surprise. So um, this will be served. The special cake and goodies will be served in the cafe brew just after after service. But there still will be Bible study. Cards of appreciation would be wonderful, and name and the names of school and church staff will be in the messenger. And I, I think we know that guy over there. What's your name again, hmm? Pastor Brian? Yeah. 
So um, the, as I said, the names of the staffs uh, will be in the messenger, and cards are welcome. And the open house is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be down in the gym. Yeah? No. Fellowship. It's going to be in the fellowship house, and I think there's going to be the jump house, the bounce house. Yeah. And, and hot dogs grilled and, and root beer floats. So please come. It'll be great. And we'll, we'll probably be speaking of the special fence and all that kind of stuff. So, thank you. Hello, I just want to remind you that uh, Trinity Walkers are still going, and it will be at 8.30, uh, Sundial Bridge. It's, uh, it's turning autumn, it's beautiful, it's cooler, so we can uh, have wonderful fellowship and enjoy each other and uh, exercise while we're doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Vicki. Any other announcements? Okay. I didn't, don't think I preached long enough because there's a lot, like a half an hour for you all this to fellowship with each other outside of worship. So, but a couple quick announcements today at 1045. And on Wednesday at 7 p.m. will be lesson two of our study on the book of Revelation. If you missed the first lesson, don't worry about it. Come and join us. And uh, it's, uh, you will, I think, find it amazing. Uh, today, Dave Paris teaching. Dave and I are team teaching on it. So we're doing some flip-flopping. Um, and uh, so it will go to the last Wednesday of November. And then it ends just in time for Advent. Perfect timing. So come. Either one of those ones if you want. If you, want. If you need child care, let, let us know. Let me know, and then we'll see what we can do about getting child care for that. Um, I think that's probably the last. Well, I'll give you one other announcement. So not the conflict with the LWML. And please, ladies, go to the LWML. But just to know that at the same day on, on the 7th at 11 a.m. is Nan Martini's um, funeral, memorial service, I should say. And that's being, being held not here. It's being held at uh, this, the, um, what do you call it, Bob? The uh, center, the fellowship center um, where she lived, which is over, over by um, the clubhouse. That's it. So, um, and all the information will be in the, in the newsletter, too. But those things we can't control sometimes as, as they fall. Ladies, I encourage you to, to go to the LWML presentation. It will be marvelous. So, if there are other new announcements, let's go in peace. Let's serve the Lord. Go with courage. Amen. <laughs>